0: Welcome back. This is the ATO Bridging to Divide podcast. We have a very, very special message from the host. We were at the Firewheel Golf Course, and this is for the 8th Annual Desperado Golf Tournament. Brought to you by LGC Plumbing. I'm Joe King. I'm with the great Kent Wolverton. Today we'll have several guests pop on to talk about why they're here, why they support the ATO. And this is really going to be straight off the cuff because we have no script for this. So some people may come on and tell their stories about assisting with the ATO or supporting us or some of their critical incidents. We don't know yet. We have plenty of people here to choose from. So just sit back and listen to our sixth message from the host. All right, Kent. um, Thanks for being here yet again. Yeah, no problem. This is your second message from the
1: host. I believe it is. The first one was the very first of... of, uh my experiences with uh, yeah. bridging the divide. And it's a brisk 35 degrees out today. Thanks for having me. I'm yeah, it's,
0: yeah, we're sitting we're, we're sitting outside in the pavilion at uh, Firewheel Golf Course and, uh, for the Desperado Tournament. And our first guest, Jeff, go ahead and tell the listener who you are and tell them a little, little bit about you why yeah. you're here.
2: Uh, yeah, my name's uh, Jeff Kiep, <clears throat> and I sit on the board to the International Association of Special Investigations Units. We're about 4,000 members of primarily insurance fraud investigators as well as law enforcement and we promote training fraud awareness and networking to the fraud fighting community okay tell the
0: listener a little bit how you 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 know how we met up and uh and when you reached out to me
2: sure so in 2016 um i'm also on the board of the local north texas chapter and we made a donation uh to uh the organization after the downtown incident that occurred. Yep, 2016. And, yeah, and then um, recently, uh, what we do is we hold a uh, seminar or conference every September that uh, is attended by a thousand people. Mm-hmm. And we have a golf tournament usually on Sunday, and we usually look for a local charity uh, that we can support. And since we made a donation before, I couldn't think of a better organization that really goes back to the community
0: man i appreciate that uh yeah the associates foundation i just saw our numbers from uh through october and we literally are over fifty thousand dollars over budget of what we spent all of last year and we still have november december uh to uh tally for our confidential counseling it's uh our first responders police and fire we uh we service and it's on the rise but you know organizations like you that support us i can't thank you enough
2: yeah we're glad to hopefully be you know we're looking for some organizations to help out and um you know, i linked up with jared uh, jason sibley uh <clears throat> grew up with him and Great i was guy. like, God, I was good like guy. hey man there's gotta be a local organization like man i can't think of a better place than ato i was like oh man that's cool so and then uh linked up with you soon after that yep Thank you. Thank you for being here. Yeah, Thank man, for, thanks for having me out.
0: Yeah, and you live actually live close. So yeah, actually just, live
2: in Wheels, so it's not really a far yeah. far you, drive for me. You li-
1: did you, wa- you didn't walk
0: over? No, I didn't walk <laughs> yeah.
2: over. It was <laughs> yeah. a little too chilly. <laughs> yeah.
1: I got nothing, man. You got nothing? All right? <laughs> no, uh, I, I do have a question though. Your your organization, it sounds like it's it's fairly specialized, but you still have you said 4,000 members. That's that's pretty uh, Pretty remarkable for such, yeah, a yeah. So we're, group. we're
2: actually you know, international organizations. We have uh, we're looking to do a South Africa chapter. We're looking to Australia. We have got a big European contingent, but primarily it is mostly uh, you know Conus here in the United States. Um, but it's uh, primarily insurance fraud, but it networks for, uh you know federal, state, local governments. Uh, primarily, it's really great networking opportunities because you never know where you're going to need that that person in the back pocket. Um, and so we get calls from from everybody.
1: Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I mean the training aspect too of providing. Training to where it's almost universalized now. Yeah, where and everybody's I, I'm on the actually the,
2: the chair of the education committee, and so um, part of our my charge um, from our president is to host uh, two webinars per month, and includes insurance fraud, financial crimes, you name it. So if you have any ideas, we're all I'm always looking for speakers.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not the investigative type. I'm, I'm more of <laughs> right. a uh, an Office Depot guy now. But uh, <laughs> no, whatever you guys are doing, man, I I, I appreciate the the push towards training and, and the push towards. I mean, obviously, you're you're pretty busy. You hold about sixteen titles in the same.
2: I know, and and about five designations after the name too, right?
1: But that's awesome, man. It really is. It 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 shows your servant's heart, and I appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, man.
0: Thank you, really. I really appreciate you reaching out and um, in this podcast when we created it, uh, the name of it's Prison the divide. And I can't. I've met so many interesting and special people through this, and I consider you one of them. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Thanks for having me out, guys.
0: All right, we have our second guest sitting down with us. Uh, Jeff just left, and Emily, tell a little, tell the listener a little bit about yourself.
3: Yeah, I'm Emily. Uh, I've been in the beverage industry for like ten years now, and um, this has working with Hoist has been a lot of fun. I'm very excited about the brand and about the product, pretty much what Hoist is, it's an IV level hydration isotonic. So pretty much what it does is it gets you hydrated faster and keeps you hydrated a lot longer than your traditional sports drinks without adding artificial flavors or preservatives or anything like that. So it is a better for you option.
0: It's it's delicious too. So I, I met you out at Dr. T's uh, one of her her three day seminar out there at the Star, and you know I was kind of hesitant to come up because I was like, oh, it's another Gatorade type, you know. And I, I've had plenty of them, but I came up and actually had some of the samples, and yeah, I'm hooked. And, I, and you, <laughs> you were so generous to come out to our uh, golf tournament today and 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 bring us several cases for the uh, for the golfers, and I've already drank like twelve of them. <laughs>
3: we love supporting first responders or um our vets as well so we actually have a contract with the department of defense so any active military be it in training or out on the field they do get hoist for free um and they can also buy it in their commissaries as well and we are worldwide with them we just got into japan which is a lot of fun it's been very interesting we've been received really, really well, Um, and they just do notice that it hydrates you better than your leading sports drink out there.
0: Well, by the time this event's over and after I finish, you know, (laughs) 20 of these, I'm going to be very hydrated. I'll be up all night. It is (laughs)
3: You'll be feeling good. You'll mari- be feeling I'm, refreshed and yeah, good. I'm gonna <laughs>
0: marinate and hoist all day. I just remember, what goes in has to come out. Yes, yes, and I will not sleep tonight. So, <laughs> so can you tell the listeners like you, where they can find you on social media or a site or, or how how can they find how can they go and uh, pick up some hoist if they want to so partake in it?
3: They can uh, go to drinkhoist.com. Uh, we're able to ship. Um, nationwide we have a lot of people getting it from Houston and Southern California and all that good stuff Um, so we will ship uh, nationwide there's also the powdered packets which is what the military gets as well Um, my personal favorite is going to be peach mango and orange nationwide they lean more towards the strawberry lemonade if you can get your hands on blue raspberry that's the best.
0: <laughs> I haven't tried that one. I've, I've I like the peach mango and I like the watermelon. The watermelon is my favorite.
3: It's but, good. Yes. Yeah,
0: and there's another the purple is the dragon dragon fruit. Dragon yeah, fruit. so
3: dragon yeah. fruit is going to be our uh, one of our lighter flavors, so the watermelon, so it's the watermelon, but they're yeah. all they're all pretty good. I we, like them. We will um, we're, we have something for all flavor profiles.
0: Okay. Um. Yeah. So we are. I'm gonna be reaching out to you on uh, some of our other ATO events if you're interested. And Absolutely. It'd be. Yeah. I'm. Uh, and I've had several people stop me saying, "Damn, this is good."
4: <laughs> like, A yeah, lot of people are surprised. Yeah. You
3: know, you're looking at your liquid IV and it's very salty, mm-hmm. or you're looking at your other sports drinks and they're very sweet. So we do We have about half the sugar of your... like other sports drinks, but you still have that flavor, so we're very proud of it.
1: (laughs) I noticed there was no color to the watermelon one. Is there any color in any of them? No.
3: So on your liquid, you're ready to drink. Um, They will not have any color whatsoever. Now on the powders, they will have uh, coloring just because uh, with our contract, they did specify if it's not water, it needs color, Um, so our soldiers know whether they're drinking water or not. But um, yes. It's an interesting little tidbit. But um, anything that you order online that's liquid, no colors whatsoever. So
1: for all those moms with kids who have reactions to all the different food dyes and everything, this mm-hmm. is a great substitute.
3: Yes, absolutely. And it's natural. So.
1: Well... Emily, thank
0: you for coming out, and thank you for uh, you're you're freezing like the rest of us. It, it, yes. Yeah, it is cold, folks. It is cold out here. It's our first time being outside doing this podcast, and yeah, we're uh, you know not uh, going to do it again. No, well, we might maybe in maybe time. indoors. Yeah, <laughs> indoors. Uh, we do plenty indoors, but this sitting out here, my fingers these just to work the uh, controls on the computer, I'm I'm struggling.
1: You keep sticking your hand in my pocket. It's yeah, kidding. It's kidding. yeah,
0: There's, it's crowded in there. Yeah right. <laughs> expect that the rest of the day emily (laughs) thank you so much for sitting with us and thanks for coming out and supporting the ato thank y'all in november (laughs) yeah so having a golf tournament in november a little chilly out so we have the reason we're here today the man that started this he is with us amit please tell the listener who you are and and uh what this event's about and why why are you so passionate about this
5: sure uh my name's amit smani um I'm um, with Desperado's Mexican Restaurant. And uh, we, we started this um, journey. Uh, I had my first golf tournament eight years ago. And we started off with the Dallas Stars Foundation. And then uh, a couple years after that, one of our good friends, uh, David Nevitt, um, a retired police officer, uh, suggested looking into um, the ATO. And so um, he set up a meeting with Frederick Frazier, uh, Jennifer Brown. Um, and then Mr. Mata came as well and we came up to the restaurant. We just sat down and talked and they opened up a lot of things that I never knew about. Um, as far as assistance for the families, um, the counseling, um, and just, uh, between Frederick, Mike, um, Jennifer, and now, uh, Ed and Joe, I mean, um, such an amazing group of people, um. We love what they're doing. We love what it stands for. Um, and so we just, and, and they're very supportive of us as well. Um, it's not just a one-way road, but um, we're really excited about it.
0: Yeah, thank you. This is the eighth annual uh, tournament. And can you tell the listener a little bit about the uh, Desperados? Because uh, we, we have listeners of outside of the United States. And just tell a little bit about Desperados.
5: Sure. Uh, Desperados is a family-owned and uh, operated restaurant. We opened up in 1976. Um, Jorge Levy, the owner, um, opened up uh, his first location off of Greenville Avenue in Dallas. Um, and then we opened up one uh, 26 years ago. Each one of his sons run each one of the restaurants. Um, the dad's still around, kind of keep an eye on everything. And they call me the adopted son,
0: and I run the catering. Nice. Do you uh, have you heard of the Carruth family? Uh, yes. Bill and Minnie. Sure. Did you know that that Desperados is one of Bill's favorite Mexican restaurants? Oh, really? Yeah. Actually, yeah. They they love it. I went with it. I came over and they were like, "Hey, we want to go. Uh, we want to go 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 to dinner and let's have some Mexican food." I go, "Okay." And that's where we went. And he said that's Bill's favorite uh, restaurant there, the one off Greenville. And, and
5: hearing those things yeah. is why we love doing what we're doing. Um, you know. The restaurant industry, it's not the sexiest industries, anything like that, the hours, the days, it's tough, it's long, um, but, you know, hearing people say how they love Desperados or they love what we do with the community and, um, and it, it really is a family. And, and that's probably the biggest thing that uh, we've tried to implement throughout the 46 years. We've had most of our staff with us 30 plus years and you have a lot of turnover in restaurants, so we've yeah. been really lucky.
0: Yeah, and then I would imagine 2020 was – yeah, was a, that was not a good – just for, like, any food services, that was a struggle. Sure.
5: Um, I mean, just like everybody, you had to learn how to pivot, and, um, and we did. And we did it really well, and we got through it. Um, I, we were really lucky that we didn't lose any employees, and we found every possible way, whether we tried to transition them to takeout service or um, – you know, helping out in the restaurant, just maintaining the restaurant, um, yeah. making sure all the cleaning standards were kept up to uh, par. But um, it, it was difficult. But you know, now we're on the other side of it.
1: That's great, though, that you were able to take care of your employees at the same time. I mean, that that's huge, and I'm, I'm sure they'll pay it back. Uh,
5: yes, it, I mean that was something very important to us um, from the get go. We knew we needed to do something. Uh, the business wasn't like it was before, um, but again just like everybody else we pivoted um and we just found ways to keep everyone busy
0: me thank you so much for for this partnership with the ato and desperados and this great golf tournament the weather we're hoping there's no rain it's it is you know we want the sun to peak out a little bit more you know but uh all the golf there's how many golfers show up today
5: 271 golfers
0: 271 golfers in november hmm the week of thanksgiving in dallas texas and it's 40 something degrees out here but they're still out here to support the ato and support the desperados and man i can't thank you enough for the for this partnership and i look forward to sitting down next year with these mics the same place and going over to go rehashing this and talking about how 2022 and 2023 went i can't wait thank you brother thank you guys thank you all right, ATO listeners, we were sitting down with two first responder supporters, and can you, both of you, Randy? I know you. Can you go ahead and tell the listener who you are and where do you, what organization you work with?
4: Uh, yeah, my name is Randy Terman. I'm the clinic manager. I'm physical therapist at our Athletico Rockwall North location. Um, we see a lot of first responders, both before um, they end up with any kind of work comp claims or um, injuries, but then also after the fact, because um, we take all of their insurances and then also work with their um, work comp providers.
6: Yeah. And my name is Rich Lolich. Uh, I'm a physical therapist with Athletico Physical Therapy. Uh, I'm one of the regional directors that oversees uh, the east of Dallas and then a couple of clinics in Dallas and Waco as well.
0: Okay. And you know, Randy and I we met recently because we're starting up the new uh OWL program for uh D P D and uh we're trying to look at something some therapy that officers can do prior to getting injured. Because you're you're one of uh Dallas Dallas P, the city of Dallas's uh preferred providers mm-hmm. for uh for therapy, is that correct? Yes. Correct. Okay, so there's a lot of different stretches and exercises. We're going to be putting out our new newsletter that that Randy gave me, that kind of uh, help officers because all of us have low back pain. I mean, hell, yeah. and some of us have. We uh, there's not a part of my body from toes all the way up to my neck. Yeah, you know, I had double neck fusion. Yeah, wearing those duty
4: belts all day in, in your friends. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, we're beat. We're beat On the hell. Crashing doing.
1: cars probably didn't help that either. Crashing
0: a car, <laughs> yeah. Um, many foot chases, so so. Yeah, so we'll talk a little bit about what uh, what Athletico provides uh, and how do, you, how do you, you tailor your services to first responders?
6: Yeah, so there's a number of services that we provide to our city of Dallas employees or really any other type of um, employer um, that has a lot of work comp claims or wants to improve their work comp process. Uh, one of the things is we can conduct a lot of injury prevention workshops, but I think what's um, really enticing to some employers is – to help avoid some work comp claims is if there's just some minor strains, which I'm sure you guys aren't foreign to, uh, we would get involved very quickly um, before it can exacerbate into a bigger issue um, and start working on on the City of Dallas employee right away to hopefully avoid the work comp claim and having to see a physician even.
4: Preventative maintenance. Yeah. So so personally, on a personal level, I'm a a sports therapist. So that's my board specialty. Um, And when we look at treating an athlete, we look at both the mental and physical demands that go into their profession or their, you know, basically when you treat like a professional athlete, that's their occupation. They have to be physically fit, but they also have to be mentally fit. Um, And we understand the demands that first responders, police and fire have both on their bodies mentally and physically Um, when they get injured they first of all they don't want to admit it second they can't take time off Um, and they a lot of times just end up working through those injuries and pain Um, and we want them to understand they don't have to do that just because they come in doesn't mean we're going to take them off duty Um, doesn't mean that we're going to tell them to rest we're going to find modifications we're going to find ways for them to work through that while they're still getting themselves better Um, because we know that as they get hurt and they're off-duty things tend to kind of spiral you know they get they lose their sense of duty and they lose their sense of purpose um, and things kind of go downhill from there they start to get depressed or um, you take them completely off-duty they're stuck at home you know that really affects the home life as well Um, and so being able to understand those demands but then also know how to most efficiently get them back to full duty um, is where we come in and we're a little bit different than a lot of places
0: when a lot of the officers, they they fight through the injuries because they need to stay on duty. Because a lot of them rely on uh, overtime or extra jobs, you know, to uh, to supplement their income. Right.
4: And you can't do that whenever you're on the work comp claims. No. So, yeah, we want to be able to just be a resource that they can come to before it gets to that point, so that we know we can get them back as quickly as possible. And Whether, you know, they need to do that on their own time or, you know, we've got Saturday appointments, we are open 7 to 7, we try to make it as easy for them as possible.
0: Tell the listener uh, where they can find your uh, information about your uh, organization.
6: I would just say our website is probably the quickest way, so that's just www.athletico.com. And you can find all our locations on there, all our services, a lot of our community involvement stuff is also on that website.
0: And you have several locations across the Metroplex.
6: We do. We have, but we'll finish this year with 40 clinics in DFW and Waco.
0: Excellent. And y'all all are, just for the, again, you're a provider for the city of
1: Dallas is Workman's Cont, one of the preferred providers.
0: Yes. Yeah, so we see
4: a lot of mm-hmm. police and firefighters across our clinics.
1: Which basically means there's no excuse for Dallas police officers or firefighters to not be going and seeing you guys.
4: Absolutely. That's right.
1: Thank you all so much for, uh, thank you coming out
0: for one, yeah, uh, for deal dealing us. with this cold and coming out and sitting here and freezing like the rest of us. But yeah. And your, uh, your tent damn near <laughs> got yeah. destroyed by air yeah. one earlier on the, on the, on the, uh, the ball drop. Can, I say, can I say video. ball drop here? Yeah. It's my, it's my podcast. So I can say ball yeah. drop. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So thank you all again for coming out and I look forward to working with y'all in the future and
6: yeah. Happy to so. help. Thanks for having me you. You so much That's for awesome. supporting us. Yeah.
0: So Kent, uh, again, I want to thank you for you've you've jumped on board and you've offered to help me on this podcast, and I can't thank you enough. You're you reach, you reached out to me and right from the almost the beginning of, of uh, this podcast coming out, and you've been supporting it since, and you give me a lot of feedback, good and bad, telling me I can make it better. And I can't tell you how much I appreciate that. Yeah, you're welcome, man. I, I, I like what you're doing here, and I wanted to be a part of it. Well, you're going to be a part of it now, but so you're you're always saying that you're a you're a big fan, right? So, um, big fan, yeah. So you you've heard the intro, right? The you know the intro, the canned intro that we I have heard the know. intro. You know, I, I actually I, I sit down and wrote that. So uh, when I started this, it took me it took me it took me like a month to to come up with just that, but. So you've heard that intro. It's it's played before just about every episode. A uh, message from the host. It does not because those are lower rent. Danny doesn't get his hands on those. But I would like for you to, being such a big fan and all, to recite that intro.
1: I usually we- skip that part.
0: Okay. Well, let, let's see. <laughs> let's see what you got.
1: <laughs> I, I really. I'm, I'm drawing an absolute blank right now. All I can do is. Bridging the Divide. I've no, it's not the Divide or the Divide. It's the.
0: You know, honestly, I'm not even sure. I'm not even sure if I can remember the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm serious. I, I was thinking about this, and I, and I, and I knew I said, I'm going to stump his ass on this. But so <laughs> let me see. You're listening to the ATL Bridging the Divide podcast brought to you by this, the Assistant Officer Foundation. Since 1999, the ATOs provided assistance to the first responder community and now we want to give them a platform to hear their incredible stories in misty's voice we also want to hear the stories of the many people that support us you don't sound anything like misty no uh sure yeah, i wrote I this you. we always want to hear from the many people that support us
1: Huh? I can actually close my eyes and see most of you guys doing it while you're when it's playing. Yeah, no, because I <laughs> I know all of you and I can see your faces and, and and yeah, it it brings me great joy to 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 picture you guys sitting uh, there trying to read it.
0: No, sitting there reading it. You know how many times we had to sit there and read that and we redid uh, it after take. the first one. Well, no, we re, you know for in the first several it was just me reading it and then uh, I wanted to get everybody else involved. And then we you know josh misty and randy and and even had danny finishing up the end of the line but i can't remember and you know there's going to be several uh atl listeners that are that are laughing their ass off because no i can't remember since ATO. so we want us many people that support us huh i'm i'm out I'm out. I can't even remember the own in, my own intro.
1: Yeah, no, I, like I said, I that's normally while I'm, I'm getting things ready. You're tuning out. Yeah, set, setting up my AirPods and, and starting the treadmill or whatever it is I'm doing. And uh, Yeah, no, that was a, a great question that went absolutely <laughs> nowhere. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Thank, thanks for uh, for highlighting the fact that I don't pay attention to that part. Well, like, clearly I don't pay attention to my own shit. No, I'll so. tell you, I, I did go back uh, two nights ago. Friday night? Maybe it was Friday night. And I listened to Misty's episode again. Oh, so good. It it was an amazing story, and I know we've been talking about how you're the only one that cares about the sound quality. But I went back and I was like, "Man, that is horrible." <laughs> no, is I horrible know. Qu- well, we need to figure out a figure out a way to to re-record that and and enhance the sound like, quality,
0: like George Lucas did with the Star Wars movie, remaster it. Uh, the the, the TH, THC, the not THC. Yeah, no, the, the THC and <laughs> the TACD. Yeah. yeah, the THC. Well, the, <laughs> no, the audio. So for the listeners, they know that from episode one through. 16 I believe because the, Chief Garcia was the first with these new mics and the sound mixer and before that we did not use them so the, the stories have always been great I mean hell starting from Ed Lujan to Misty to Chris White all the way up to Chief Garcia they, I mean, they've all been great I've been extremely lucky to have badass people telling their stories to carry this podcast because the hosts, the 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 host's job is to just be a loose hand on the steering wheel. I shouldn't have. I mean, I, if I'm asking many follow-up questions or trying to put on the the king show, it that's not what this is designed for. And I've been so lucky to have some great people on.
1: Well, it's it's crazy when you think about it. We have almost three thousand people on the department, and if you go back to maybe the six thousand badge numbers, that's six thousand people, and. I'm sure that if we sat down with anybody for an hour or two, they all have incredible stories, you know, and I really, I like the way that that's highlighted and it's not just officers and it's, it's not just detectives or SWAT guys or undercover people or, or whatever. We also have members of the community that come on and we talk with them and, and it's great to see the support and especially over the last few years, you know, the, the public support has been probably greater than any other time in my career. And I know that sounds weird because we just went through a part where the huge narrative was defund the police and was anti-police rhetoric all over the place. But what I've noticed is the people that actually support us have come out more, almost trying to counter that. And it's it's incredible how the squeaky wheel gets the grease, right? You, you got the, yeah. the angry people on one side, but the the quiet support is still there. And I think it's, it's becoming even less quiet and almost to a, to a roar at this point where people are saying we do appreciate you and we do want you to be here and, and I don't know after after spending you know you spent 19 years mm-hmm. south of 30 mm-hmm. here in Dallas um, those aren't usually the people that are the most vocal but once you branch out a little bit and I know you've got amazing connections throughout the city now when you realize that those people still appreciate everything you do and, and it's it's everybody really it's just it's not the vocal majority at this point but everybody seems to be coming out and supporting you more and more and, and maybe it's just me being a little bit more mature in my police career but you see it more and it it kind of pushes you to keep going and, and keep doing things like this i mean this this podcast has been incredible for recognizing how people actually take care of us
0: yeah and it, and it, i like it i like doing this because of honestly the what motivates me to do this because there's honestly there's been times and i've said this before that i wanted to just kind of just to walk away but when I get messages from people in Utah, a PD in Utah, and uh, how much it means to them. and Actually, I just sent him a nice little care package uh, for some Dallas swag I think he's going to enjoy.
1: Hashtag Utah.
0: Yeah, hashtag Utah. Um, but in yeah, and, and hearing that people felt they responded better in an officer-involved shooting because of being in a certain mindset because of the podcast, or they, they sought counseling because of this podcast, or they're considering going to rehab because of of something they've heard on here or guess they've heard that means a lot to me and that and that's what this was designed for it wasn't just to sit up here and tell a bunch of stories at the very least if this gets you even thinking about a different mindset or needing help or just being a better person or a professional or taking a different perspective on this in this first responder world uh that's what it's mean, meant for. And at the very least, at the very least, you might hear a cool ass story, a uh, cool ass war story from somebody that's actually lived it.
1: Yeah. Good luck uh, walking away from this. Now that people say, "Hey, you've changed my life," or "You've made me a better person," that's a. Uh, I know it's a heavy burden for you, but. Uh, yeah, you can't quit now. No, I'm no, I'm not going anywhere, I and mean, you're gonna
0: be here to help me along. And we're gonna, and ATL listeners, we, I am gonna have to revisit that uh, intro and, and memorize it again.
1: I think that's a great idea for some, some leg tattoos, you know, just the entire preamble. Yeah,
0: I'm going to get that on my rib cage on both <laughs> sides.
7: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, ATO listeners, we have another guest to sit down. Uh, sir, please go ahead and t- tell us who you are and what you're about and, and who you're with, more importantly.
8: Sure. Uh, hi, my name is Michael Levy, and I'm uh, one of the owners of Desperado's Mexican Restaurant. And we're, we're proud to be here today. Um, George, the owner, uh, the original owner, is uh, my father. Okay. And I am the youngest son out of two. Um, And, uh, yeah, George started the restaurant back in 1976. Um, He was uh, actually managing a place called Mariano's uh, Restaurant in Old Town. And um, he had two uh, regular customers that that would come in all the time. One was a dentist and the other one was a lawyer. And they wanted to open up their own restaurant. And um, they would come into Mariano's all the time. And one day they said, "Hey, there's this uh, Italian restaurant that's just a block south, um, and they're they're closing down. It's called Perino's, and uh, we want to uh, to take it over. But we don't know anything about the restaurant business. Would you be willing to come and take it over and or to to help run it?" And so George said, "Yeah, you know." And they, and they said, "We'll give you uh, part ownership. We'll split it." One-third each, and uh, so he went ahead and uh, gave it a shot, and um, when they first opened back in 1976, it was an instant success. They were busy all the time, and they were having a lot of fun, too, and they were learning a lot, and after probably five or six years, the, um, the lawyer came and said, you know what? This is, this is too much work. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be, so uh, I think I'm going to get out of the business. I'm going to go back to practicing law. And then uh, the dentist uh, hung in there with my dad until probably uh, the mid to late 80s. And then he decided that he wanted to get out of it also. Um, so he uh, he told my dad, look, um, if you want to buy me out and you want to own the restaurant outright, let's go ahead and do it. And my dad didn't know how to do anything else. I mean, he, he came from Mexico and he started off as a busboy at El Chico and then... Um, you know, he never said no to anything. He's a he's a true American success story. Nice. Um, you know, uh, when he was a busboy, uh, they asked uh, one day one of the waiters didn't show up, and they asked him at El Chico. You know, do you want to come out and wait tables because we one guy didn't show up? So he said, "Yeah, I can do it. I'll do it." And he ended up doing it and did really well. Um, it's that work ethic. Yeah. So whatever
0: he does, he's he's got that work ethic doesn't go away.
8: Absolutely. And then uh, he, did, he, did good, he did a good job as a server for many years, and then they came and said, hey, we're opening up a new El Chico, do you wanna come manage it? And he said, yeah, sure, you know, I'll give it a shot. And uh, he ended up running two uh, El Chico's and then went off to Mariano's and then went to Desperado's. So, um, you know, he didn't know how to do anything else, so he stayed in the business. And he had a hard time after the, the dentist left, but about a year and a half later, my older brother finished up school, and then he started working. Uh, there on Greenville with my dad, and um, and when I finished school um, in the mid '90s, they had just opened up the other Desperados in Garland, um, mm-hmm. and I had no intention of working in the restaurant, but uh, they needed some help, and um, that was 28 years later, and we're still we're still doing it. So you're
0: still going strong. I was actually at yeah. the Greenville location not long ago. I love that place.
8: Oh, appreciate it. Thank you very much. So this golf
0: tournament, this is the eighth annual tournament. Yes, and. And Desperado has put this on, and it, and it benefits the Assist Officer Foundation. What does that mean to you?
8: I just uh, – working in the restaurant, I'm there every day. We see so many officers that come and go. And um, we're just so grateful for what the officers do. Uh, the very first year that we did the ATO, that we did the golf tournament with the ATO, uh, listening to so many stories of officers who lost their partners, um, friends – uh, it, it just floored us. I remember uh, we had a lot of people that were um, eating and at the very end. And uh, a couple of officers went up there to talk and told some stories. And um, it was so quiet. You could have heard, you know, a pin drop. It's, it's amazing what officers do for our freedom that we take for granted. And uh, over the last few years, just the way the police officers have been not appreciated you know it's just it's it's not been good so we're happy to do this to stand up for the police officers to bring awareness to to the police officers and to help those families that definitely need it
1: that that's fantastic i mean that kind of speechless but at the same time you know just thank you is is basically what i want to say here
8: yeah you know working in the in the restaurant um i can't tell you uh how many times police officers come in and there's actually tables that'll fight for paying for their for their ticket um because they want to support the officers so badly and so for me to see that um it just it warms my heart to see that there's a lot of appreciation for police officers
0: it really warms our heart to hear that
1: yeah good 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 you yeah, know the ato does a lot of really good work for officers and, and helping out with families when when officers come across hard times but they can't do it without the support of people like desperados that they put on a golf tournament you know and and, i mean it's huge yeah Yeah. i can't explain enough how how big it is for us to have people like you out here supporting us
8: yeah well the ato for us has been incredible um we did the golf tournament for uh i think a couple of times we did it with um a couple other organizations um and we have a really good friend named uh, david nivett David? yeah long time police officer retired Mm -hmm. um we were looking for somebody to sponsor and my dad was like well let me talk to David. I, I think there's an organization that we can do uh, with David. So we talked to him and he of course brought up the ATO and um, the very first year we did something with the ATO. The guys were incredible. Um, the, the help that they give to put this on the support, um, just the positive attitudes. It's just such a, it's a great day to be around so many great guys. Well, we feel the same.
0: Thank you so much for this uh, support and, and, And I'm on the ATO board and I'm dragging Kent in with me to be a part of the ATO and get more involved because it is rewarding to to help officers and show up with financial assistance or know that they're reaching out and getting uh, confidential counseling because to make them better, because we still have to go out and patch ourselves up and go out and serve the city, uh, the citizens of Dallas and citizens like you of dallas and and the desperado the the restaurant is a dallas it's it's it started in dallas yeah it's one of our iconic restaurants and and i'm proud to uh to be a partner with you in this in this venture and i look forward to many more of these golf tournaments
8: yeah well thank you we do too and anything you guys need let us know
0: thank you man appreciate you thank you all right welcome back we are now sitting with two big-time, big-city homicide detectives, Dallas Homicide members, Andrea Isom and Detective Grubbs. Say hello.
9: What's up? Hello.
0: All right, so the listener, they if they follow us on social media, they've seen uh, Detective Isom several times that we've, we've uh, posted her pics about her upcoming episodes. It's, it's an episode just on the Dallas Homicide Unit, which – it, it, in law enforcement, especially in, in Texas law enforcement circles and, and within the state, Dallas Homicide is highly respected and, and looked at as standard. Going back to the Captain Fritz days, the uh, the stories about Dallas Homicide and Robbery Unit way back when, they're legendary. So, Andrea, tell the li- listener your episode is going to uh, air at a later date, uh, but you're actually part of two other episodes, one about your, your own career and life. And then you set in with another uh, uh, a guest. Could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself?
10: Yeah, so I've been an officer now for 15 years, which makes me feel very old. And I've been in homicide for seven. So, yeah, um, I was an assault detective before that. And I did South Central Patrol and a little bit of Southwest. And I trained at Northeast. So, yeah.
9: Dave? Detective Groves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, I've got 15 years on also. Um, I started out at uh, Southeast Patrol, did that for a little bit. Uh, then I went uh, for, uh, to robberies for a few
0: years, and then I'm in homicide. Were y'all classmates?
9: No. No. I did okay. not
10: know him in the academy at all. <laughs> so I didn't have no idea who he was.
0: Huh? Okay. Wow. Check one,
10: two. I took a spot in homicide, Check so he hated one, me for a Check while. One,
0: yeah. So I want to. I want to. I want y'all to talk about Check Tab one, Seven and what that and what that is, how that got started, and, and what you y'all, what y'all's one, mission is.
9: All right. Uh. So I guess it's been a little over a year ago we started a Check non-profit. nonprofit.
0: Yeah, that that's the uh, perils of doing a live podcast. It's good. They're setting up for something else, so
9: it's all good. It's all good. Yeah. So a little over a little over a year ago, I guess a year and a half ago, we started a a nonprofit with the goal of uh, raising funds for um, equipment, software, uh, things of that nature, training uh, that we can't get through the department. Uh, a lot of it just due to uh, budgetary restrictions and things like that. So, um, and. The software, in particular, is is really expensive stuff, and uh, for us to
1: are you talking like Microsoft Paint? Yeah, Microsoft Paint yeah.
9: is what is a big one that we use all the time. Redo crime scenes. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah.
8: Solitaire is important.
9: <laughs> um, they won't they won't give us travelocity. That yeah, uh, Spider Spider is important. Um, Minesweeper would be nice too if we could get that. But. Yeah, I mean, some of the licenses for some of these programs that we need for uh, mapping and uh, cell phone analysis and social media analysis, some of them are like $10,000 per user, so somebody's making a lot of money off it and... uh, Obviously, we, we were trying to spend money on it, but nobody wants to give us that money to do it. So we decided we'd try and raise some of the funds ourselves.
0: And I have to say that y'all do have probably some of the coolest uh, DPD swag that I've seen. The Dallas Homicide from the hats, the challenge coins to the T-shirts, mm-hmm. the uh, the coffee mugs. Y'all y'all have some badass swag. So it's Tab 7. Uh y'all we're trying to get y'all out to more of our events mm-hmm. to uh to set up some tables and uh and and y'all always seem to have somebody standing there uh, whether it's the dpa or, or one of these ato events and it's it's just cool
1: stuff
10: yeah thanks
0: appreciate so
1: appreciate so i don't know if you cover it in your episode but explain what Tap seven actually is a little bit for the listeners yes
10: so Back in the day, before we came to Homicide, uh, the guys in Homicide create a table of contents for a case file. So each murder case file has got 31 tabs, and there's like offense report, search warrant tab, tab for witness interviews, things like that. And tab 7 is where the PCA and the arrest warrant goes. And so the old heads always talked about it, like, how's your case going? Are you on tab 7 yet? And so we kind of refer to it as like solving the case. So you always want to get to tab 7, you always want to close the case. And so we kind of use it as slang i guess an homicide so we named the nonprofit after it so it's kind of unique to dallas so
0: that's incredible i and you know, we're gonna we're gonna get into more of that when your episode hits yeah. uh and and i've listened to your episode because i had to pull some lines from banning but we are that far behind mm. thank you and yeah it's your coffee s-
10: delivered man yeah, yeah. big big guy over hey
0: here. You, know, say you know pumpkin that's spice latte when, <laughs> hey, when you when you uh when you host a podcast you get some perks, the perks? Uh, yeah uh-huh. yeah
1: wow so just random fans dropping by
0: (laughs) yeah thank Thank y'all for thank you for your service and thank you for coming out here and uh supporting the ato and i can't wait to the listener uh here's your episode and and also uh, i have another project i want you to come in and help on because i need yeah
10: yeah let me know i'll get with you okay
0: thanks david thank thank you thank you so today we have sitting with us the great Aaron Connor, Aaron, thanks Great. for coming. Th- thanks for coming back on the on the mic with us. Everybody's heard your episode about Legends Fit. I want you to talk about
7: uh, that gym and your passion to military and first responders. All right, thanks. Uh, awesome golf tournament today, by the way. It's so cool. Um, yeah, we're uh, we're really excited to be a, be a place um, that welcomes the first responders, a uh, place to come and uh, you know, a lot of people say it's uh, almost like therapy for them uh coming in there we're open 24 7 we have a you know over 400 first responders at our gym already um and we try to cater to those guys you know obviously uh offering uh really cheap rates and uh we offer law enforcement or first responder classes for martial arts and um, You go there, I hear all the time people uh, from Dallas say, man, it's like a shift change up here. I mean, there's so many people that are working out that are law enforcement and um, also firefighters in there, like a uh, good place for everybody to come and feel welcome. You walk in the door, you see... You know, the SWAT flag, the Misty yep. Davis, and yep. the, uh, somebody donated like a Dallas 5, uh, you know, a blue thin line. Yep. flag. Yep. And and it,
0: yeah, and it's wooden. It's it's beautiful. God, it's beautiful. It's the first thing you see when you walk in the door.
7: Yeah, uh, I just, I, I, you know, it's one of my uh, passions is just to support this community and with everything going on in the world, uh, trying to set up a place where they felt welcome and a place where they, they can come and feel safe and uh, get their get in shape and also prepare them for what's on the street um so
0: speaking of that uh we, you talked about in your episode about uh brazilian jiu-jitsu and and, and the need for that in law enforcement you we're going to have a uh, master Mach, uh, machado on and you're going to come on for that episode uh later that's that's in the works uh, probably after the holidays we'll get together but can you talk about the importance for the uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu and how that can and how your program and Carlos Machado's program how that looks
7: yeah I'm really excited about this I mean you know the Carlos is actually the nephew of Carlos Gracie uh 53 years in jiu-jitsu uh or he's had his black belt for over 40 years yeah just getting started um, yeah he's yeah. just getting started I mean and but you know the the cool thing about him he's the most humble guy in the world um and he's like me like he he with everything going on in the world, like, he he knew that he could take his skill set and apply it uh, to law enforcement. He has so many, through the years, so many people that are part of the Dallas police or, you know, just, uh, you know, the different firefighters, I mean, and they're all dealing with fights and things going on, and we know that, like, in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, we can control someone without... Uh, You know, getting on camera, like beating them up. Um, You know, we can actually take them down, keep the officer safe, keep keep the suspects safe, um, and the other officers in the area, and And just
0: control the scene. Is controlling the
7: controlling the fight. He's trying to get it to as fast as you can get them in cuffs or get them controlled, Um, and and that's what we do. We go, you know, we go all the way to cuffs. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I work with a lot of police officers right now that, and we're taking. We're, we take immediate feedback and apply it to the jujitsu. so they'll we'll, they'll look at it and say is this real world or is it not and we'll test it we'll test to see could somebody escape and
0: do, do y'all do y'all practice with uh like the sam browns and the gun belts and and, and, the, and we the gun, do oh wow yeah we
7: we'll actually the blue the blue guns and yep, also the gun uh like handcuffs so we'll have the the handcuffs we can play with uh the whole nine yards and and, and really with the belts i mean that was the biggest experience for us is, like, how much equipment you guys carry. Yeah. Um, and if you do end up in a fight on the ground, like, how do you move around and Yeah, and changes back things up. a little bit.
0: Yeah. We lose shit. It falls off. and <laughs> Yeah. We call it a yard sale.
7: And, and yeah. protecting it, too, right? I mean, there's always one gun in the fight. So, yeah.
0: at least. At least always a gun when an officer shows up. When an officer's on the scene, there's always at least one gun.
7: Yeah. So that's I think that's the best part about what Master Machado is doing is, like, there's a lot of different uh, defense tactics out there, but what he's really doing is, it, you know, there's highway patrol guys that come to our school, yeah. and they, they talk about being out in the middle of nowhere. Um, Alone. Yeah. Alone oh, and having to beasts. take – and they get in a fight with somebody. Uh, I know one DPS guy who said that he was in a fight for – It was like eight minutes, nine minutes with a really, a a much bigger guy than him. Um, And he didn't have any, and we were working on some skills and he was like, man, if I would have just had this when I was out there, he goes, I I held him down and he's a, but it was pure, just like energy and and, and muscle. He's like, I, you know, if I would have been able to control them in a way, you know, using techniques and using technique. yeah. 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 So, man,
0: I, your gym—I—I I, I talk about your in several episodes. And Kent, you—I I always mention Legends Fit. I love your gym. I love what y'all provide for us and the env- environment and the atmosphere that you provide for us. And it's just a badass gym. Thanks, I mean, brother. you go—you go there, and you can go at—it's at, open twenty-four-seven. You get a little key fob. You go in. You can go in anytime you want. And the staff is—is. Is, Super knowledgeable in fitness, and they're friendly, and the entire, you walk into that building, and you you can
7: tell you're in a first responder and military gym. You know, it kind of just happened to, but you guys, you guys did it. I mean, everybody started showing up. And I was like, wow, man, I mean, we really are drawing all the first responders in this. And you can go in there and see five, six different agencies' cars in the parking lot at one time. I mean, it's kind of crazy. But I feel really blessed to, to be able to offer a place for people to come in and train and and really get that therapy that they need, you know? Excellent, well, the Assisting Officer Foundation
0: thanks you and we look forward to uh, working together on some projects in the future. Yes, sir, thank you, sir. Thank you, Aaron, I appreciate you. Thank you for the hot chocolate too, by the way. No problem. All right, so we're winding down this long message from a host. And this is our longest, probably the, this is probably like five messages from the host in one, but this is a special event the, this is the eighth annual Desperado golf tournament that, that they, they donate that this is for the ATO, right? Ed, we're sitting down here with the great Ed Lujan. He was episode one. He's the ATO chairman and he's the one that actually talked me into, to being part of this ATO. And, uh, and I, I can't thank you enough for doing that. This is one of the best things that I've done in my career.
11: No, nah, Joe, you know, it's, it's about teamwork. It makes the dream work. And uh, if you don't have the right people in place, uh, people like you and Ken, it's just, it's unbelievable. You, the, the things that, the message, the, uh, I mean, I get those emails and, and text messages. If it wasn't for you guys, ATO wouldn't exist. The volunteering, all the sponsorship, just the love from all the community. Uh, you know, thank God we're in Texas. Uh, but again if it was if it wasn't for bridging the divide and letting people know how it, it, it really is for first responders you know it's just it's unbelievable
0: yeah I've, I, we were we you and i were together at dr t's uh 3-day conference whenever just kind of and i remember i came up to you on one of the breaks and said hey thinking about doing a podcast and you're like you you like yep go with it i trust you just do it just make it happen you didn't you've never really you've you've given me some gas. you set up some gas, and you were our first guest but you have pretty much said take care of it i trust you with it and i can't thank you enough for just you being an atl chair of an organization to let me and trusting me with uh with a project like this
11: yeah you know and then even even beyond that with uh chief garcia creating the owl program and this uh this new Unit that's helping officers get through whatever they're going through it's unbelievable and I'm just so I'm just so happy that uh, chief believes in you chief Rever- uh, Lieutenant Rivera uh, Sergeant Omar Figueroa, and, and all your staff it's just unbelievable because we're here to help officers and all first responders
0: we're all in it together it doesn't matter what color we are it doesn't matter what association we belong to the it doesn't mean it. we come out we have the same goal is providing service to the citizens,
1: staying alive, and being the best versions of ourselves.
11: Yeah, and last time I checked, we all bleed red.
1: Yep, we do. Well, Ed, uh, I know you like to give credit to the volunteers and everything, but I'll tell you, a lot of people don't volunteer for just anybody. So your leadership has been huge in this venture. I mean, I've told Joe, like, I wouldn't wouldn't just jump on board if it was just anybody. You know, I, I think that the stars have to align, and everything has to be lined up correctly to make these things successful. So while you like to give credit to everybody else, I think a huge part of that goes to you and, and just who you are as a human, not just as a as a president of the, the ATO, but just as Ed Lujan, And I appreciate you for being Ed.
11: No, no, thank you. And like I was just telling Chief Brody, if it wasn't for you know the, my board, Joe, you, uh, this this couldn't be done. And you know we all volunteer for this, and it's for a great cause. And again, without without the Thin Blue Line, it, we wouldn't be here.
0: Ed, I think that's a perfect way to wrap it up. Perfect. Um, you know, <clears throat> being a part of this with you, and I can't. I, I look forward to this. Is I'm almost two years in of being uh, involved with the board of the ATO, and I look forward to the next several years of working alongside you. And Ed, like like he just said, you when Ed Luhan asked me to be a part of the ATO, I can't say no. Thank you.
11: Hey, you're welcome.